Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Yes, it's uh, me, it's me, Charlie Baker, and Andy Jacobs. Everyone looked at me then and said, "Come on, then." Uh, and then this is the podcast. What it is, I, Charlie. What Thank do I say you. at this point, Andy? You say, "What have we got, Andy?" What have we got, Andy? Okay, well, we had a, a chat about the weekend sport, about the golf. Didn't we, we did a lot yeah. of lot of golf chats, and um, and then Steen came in. Steen Raskopoulos. That's the boy. You you decided not to say his surname <laughs> a few didn't. times during the interview. I think <laughs> exactly. I do struggle with those Greek names, and. Um, <laughs> We we had some focus on Torquay and a little, little bit of Torquay focus, yeah. Too, I enjoyed that a lot because uh, our old mate Tancredi Palmieri normally talking about football passionately, of course, but we wanted to get his take on how they viewed Molinari's win in Italy, and he gave us his typical Tancredi take on the yeah, whole thing. I'd say that's about it, really. That's plenty for you to get your teeth yeah, into. Yeah, that's the podcast with me, Charlie Baker, and Andy Jacobs uh, yeah. available. Now, is it? Do I say that? <laughs> just edit that bit Why out. Why would you say that now? You're listening to it now. You're listening to it now. Can you tell? going to be available can now you tell, you're already listening to it. Can I tell? It? You haven't got a clue what I'm in this booth for. <laughs> good afternoon, everyone. This is Charlie Baker. It's lovely to be here on TalkSport in Paul's chair. And good afternoon to you, Andy. Thank you, uh, Charlie. I need Gary there from here. I don't know why. Uh, welcome to the <laughs> and show. And Gary. Welcome, Gary, whoever he is. <laughs> welcome to the show. And uh, well done for surviving Saturday. You did a two-hour stint with Mr. Parry. Yes, a lovely two hours with Mike Parry. I didn't have to say a word. <laughs> you know, you'll have to work a bit harder today. Okay. So, but uh, we are going to have a, a special section with you because we know of your love of Torquay. So uh, yes. at two o'clock, we will be focusing on Torquay so far uh, They're in pre-season and their transfer yeah, window. Don't tell people people when that's going to be because that's when there'll be a dip in the listeners <laughs> you reckon no i think people like it we yeah, all this time of year talkie's like a holiday destination <laughs> it is let's take a holiday from football and talk about talkie united <laughs> big news about talkie today so we'll hear about that as well mm. uh we both watched the golf didn't we we, we oh, loved yeah. it was very exciting that moment when tiger hit the front that was the probably the best moment of the weekend sports wise you you really really felt oh, is this going to be it is because you never thought it was going to happen again well when a legend like that comes back especially after all his troubles and all his injuries mm. and all his personal problems you you've immediately uh, sort of forgiven him everything you ever sort of thought about him and for him to hit the front and to and the old tiger would have gone on and won 12 mm, under wouldn't he blow and up it just, with a and double it just blew up mm. just mentally but that's why it's such a hard game is that's why it's such a, such a great game to watch the golf, because one little slip and it all goes out the window. It's true. And uh, he got criticised earlier in the week for not signing these kids. All I don't know if you saw that. He sort of, I'd say brush past them, might be yeah. a bit strong, but there were like sort of eight or nine of them. And he just didn't fancy stopping because he knew what would happen if he yeah. stopped. All... It's everyone, isn't it? Yeah. But he did sign a glove for a bloke yesterday. Did you see that? He signed a glove for yes. the guy. But the, it was really odd. He did, I don't know if Tiger would sign a glove to me. I'd look at it. I'd yeah. look at the glove and think, blimey, that's Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. And, I'd, and I'd give the ink a bit of a time to dry. But he didn't. He just took the, he shook, he said thanks, but then screwed up the glove, put it in his back pocket straight away. And that's it. That's when he got it out at night, it was really all blurred, smudged. All blurred, all yeah, smudged over it. But yeah, he had, he had just hit the bloke with a golf ball. Oh, that's, that's what happened. He, he, oh. hit, he hit his driver and it had gone through the green and hit, hit the guy in the crowd. Oh. And what they normally do then is a sorry 
because they don't shout for, do they, the pros? They sort yeah. of refuse he to shout for. He did shout for. Oh, think. did he? Yeah, I think he did. But that's why he signed the glove for him and then oh, right. gave okay. it to him. I have a Tiger Woods story. I met. I didn't meet him. I went to the Ryder Cup at Celtic Manor. Hmm. And the great thing about golf, especially world-class golf, is you can get up very, very close. So uh, Tiger Woods is about to play uh, this seven iron for a for a par three. You said and I went, I, well, I said, that's never a seven, <laughs> That's never a seven. Did you? <laughs> Pull your eight out, trying to put some doubt in his mind, you see? <laughs> That's good. Uh, Xander Schufle, though, he sounds like yeah. uh, this week's technical challenge on Bake Off. I thought that was quite good. And uh, but the, the bloke, he's only twenty three, though. Is it me or oh, yeah. all sports people now twenty three? This is the other great story about Tiger, isn't it? He's forty two, so it gives it gives. So he's it, not twenty three. If you're middle aged like me, you sort of feel like there's still hope. Yeah, and it's not just crown green bowls. <laughs> what about me? I'm you know, gone. <laughs> but Scheffler, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah he's twenty three. He Scheffler, of Schufler, but Schufler. He's Scheffler. The bloke who shouted it though during Tiger's down. Oh. I mean, honestly, these people. Really. Well, the worst people, I was going to say in golf, but actually the worst people possibly in the world <laughs> yeah. are the people who shout get in the hole. Oh, those. The, the worst people I always in think sport. it's the same bloke. I always think, think it's the same think, guy. I mean, he just goes to all the majors. On a par shouts. five though, when someone shouts get in the hole <laughs> off the tee, it's like... Be the club is another one. Although the yeah. world record for a hole in one is on a par five, and it's in Devon at the Teen Valley <laughs> Golf Course. This is absolutely true. Teen Valley Golf Club, um, and it's uh, a par five, and a bloke hit a seven iron, and it, it was in the height of summer, and it rolled down the hill. Uh, got to, it got to the bend, rolled down the hill, and, and into the hole. That wow. is the longest. That is the longest hole in one of all time. Guinness Book of Records. Really? Teen Valley Golf Course in uh, Devon. Oh, I should check that out. More Devon facts later on. <laughs> we, we like it. What was that jump in my ear? I couldn't hear that. It helps if you made it a little bit clearer on just the shouting. <laughs> <laughs> no, so there we are. Now, we're going to be speaking to uh, John McManus a little bit later on, who's a mm. Turkish football expert about, yeah. the, about the Meza Ertzel yeah. situation because he's retiring mm. from sport. Do you think it's time that Tiger... Hung up his hung up his clubs, or do you think this shows that he's uh, hung that up he's, his bag? He's, he's hung up his bag. What do they do when they do they hang up their club? They don't really. They just keep going, don't they? Till they fall yeah, over. Yeah, because they go in the the senior circuit. No, I think he's still competitive. Why should he retire? You know, he hit the front, hit the front, and, and blew up though. So yeah, but might you know, have gone... he still hit the front. I mean, yeah. you know, before he wasn't any getting anywhere, anywhere near the front. So no, you know, why why should he? Anyway, you know, he's enjoying it, sure. giving people pleasure. No. Nah. But it was a it was a it was a great open, one of the great opens, and good to see Francesco Molinari winning. Well done to him. That's brilliant. We'll be speaking mm. to I think we're speaking to Tan Crady at Palmieri about the effect of him his win in Italy. Uh, we we this is the thing we do. We we get uh, letters from the newspaper. You've probably heard the show. Yeah, uh, it's waste of ink. This is a brilliant <laughs> text. Waste of ink to the star today. Has anyone else noticed the resemblance between Bear Grylls and Chelsea's Belgian star Eden Hazard? <laughs> No, 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 no. no one's Although I did that. see Eden Hazard once drinking his own urine <laughs> <laughs> in order to survive just after half time. So I don't know if that's uh, yeah. maybe that maybe that's what he saw. Yeah, that's possibly true. That's one of the things. And uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, you, you know him. He's, he was on holiday. Oh yeah, yeah I was telling you this before the show. And uh, staying in a, in a hotel in Greece in Costa Navarino, it's apparently. Uh, and he left a twenty thousand euro tip. That's seventeen thousand eight hundred and fifty quid. Yeah. Um, his one requirement was that the staff who had made his holiday enjoyable received the gratuity. That was ten employees who'd been tasked with providing services to Ronaldo's family and to keep them away from the paparazzi. Well, the family, I suppose. Yeah. So, yeah. And each received two thousand euros. Oh, fantastic! Well, I thought when, when you told me the story before, I thought he just gone for a coffee or something <laughs> you mean it was for the it was for the whole holiday it was for the whole holiday yeah the, but still that's, 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 a, that's a that's some tip isn't it i mean you know what's the most you've ever tipped andy <sighs> I, you, you it's difficult <laughs> are you a t- are you a 10 percent man i'm or a, a very much a or, 10% or a 15 percent guy no, no. or i'm a 10 percent. i don't like that thing in america where you tip and they don't like the tip and they look at you it's like not enough oh they? they stand there do they oh yeah that's not good hand out i think 10 percent is, is right but then cabs and things like that you 
you're always sort of more generous because you don't want them sort of, especially if they've recognised you. Yeah. Hello, oh, Andy. I love the show. And all oh. Then you think, oh well, I, you know, I don't want him. To now do they it. know that you'll have all sorts of cabbies <laughs> going. Oh, I love the show, Andy. I think you're brilliant on it. I really. What a handsome man you are. What a great. And then you'll be like, oh, better roll out a tenner. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that, I always say, uh, if you're in a in that sort of hotel where they offer to take your bags. Mm. I always say no I'm fine thank you <laughs> yeah. I, I think I can't think of many that's that thing when you arrive in a foreign country and you've only got like the big note yeah the big note and you think well, well I don't really want to give you that and then, but I don't want you to think I'm mean but, well you know what, what, do, you, what do you do <laughs> is, is let them think we're mean carry your own bags and <laughs> let them think you're mean and uh, coming back to Carnoustie a Carnoustie resident has been charged by police for breaching the peace mm. for sticking an effigy of England boss Gareth Southgate oh. on the roof of his house uh, Kenneth White dressed a skeleton in a waistcoat <laughs> to, mock, <laughs> to mock England's exit from the World Cup. Oh. Well, surprised when cops turned up and ordered him to take it down following complaints. Oh, Who complained in Carnoustie about that? I mean, you think people would be quite happy about Gareth it. Gareth Southgate really has upped the uh, the waistcoat game. I know. Know. Taking it away from magicians everywhere. <laughs> it's very true. Isn't Dad of two, White, claimed it was he was just making a light-hearted point. Uh, after growing sick of all the hype surrounding the three lions, mm. he said... Police just said someone had reported it as racist. I'm not anti-English at all. That's incredible, isn't it? Really? I but mean, a skeleton. What did he have the skeleton lying around, or had he gone? I'd like to know more about the story. I think had he gone and got the skeleton from a joke shop, and then the waistcoat. Let's get him on. Can we get a bit more in depth uh, into the skeleton in a waistcoat story? Is that a Morrissey song, "Skeleton in a Waistcoat"? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure about that. Listening to Talk Sport with me, Charlie Baker and Andy Jacobs. Now, this time of year, of course, is getting towards August, which means for many comedians, the Edinburgh Festival turns up. And we're joined by a brilliant comedian now, one of my favourites, actually, Steen Raskopoulos. Uh, he is uh, director's choice at the Sydney Comedy Festival. I think this is for the show he's about to do, yeah? He was Foster's Comedy Award Best Newcomer 2014 nominee and Melbourne International Comedy Festival Barry Award, which is the big comedy award, in Australia, Who is he was Barry? a nominee. Uh, Barry, I don't know. We'll Barry find out. Humphreys. We'll find out. Oh, oh, Barry oh, Humphreys oh, Award. That's at a the moment. Fine award. And he is uh, Steen Raskopoulos with his show Stay. Are you looking forward to it? I'm very much looking forward to it. I think I think I'm cheating a bit because uh, I, I, my show is kind of ready to yeah. go. Uh, where usually everyone is panicking at this point in time. But so, what, so what's currently happening in the UK, Andy, is people are writing their shows, all UK comics are sort of mm. writing their shows, previewing their shows. They'll be doing like a month, two months, three months of previews. And Thank then you very much for telling me that. I've been doing the show for 18 years. I was, I was telling you, I was telling you but to, thank try, you. to try and tell other people who may not know that. Um, and uh, they are doing that. But, but then you get people like Steen and a lot of Canadian comics who come over here and they've got these already running shows. Is that <laughs> because we change absolutely awesome. Is that the reason? Well, we have yeah. the same panic. So during the Melbourne course, Comedy Festival yeah. Australian seasons, everyone's coming with their Edinburgh show from the previous year. So they're like, oh, we're coming into a sweet sale, yeah. baby. And we're, yeah. we're the ones panicking, freaking yeah. out. So. so your preview season is sort of Christmas. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah that's when I start writing the show. So uh, it takes. you're saying here you're taking an exciting new direction by yeah. delving into personal experience. What, what were you doing before? Oh, just being silly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or kind of hiding what I, what I was probably really trying to talk about. And I kind of talk about that uh, in, in this show. So you kind of go, oh, that's why he did those particular characters and sketches in the past couple of years. Yeah. Um, without giving too much away. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's intriguing. Um, you, you, you were the theatre sports national champion of Australia. Yeah. Is the, what are theatre sports like? Improv, that sort of thing. Yeah, so theatre sports is like short form improvisation. So if you're saying like whose line is anyway, it's pretty much those games yeah. played in a competitive loose format so you've always done it since since, since you were since you were a kid have well, you, you always been a performer uh not really i i, I was always gonna play sports so my dad my dad used to play fo football soccer for for australia and i uh, grew up playing cricket and came here and in, to sri lanka when i was 16 and 17 and uh then i got injured and then to so be I, a to be a cricketer i thought yeah uh, what were you a bowler oh. a bowler yeah bowler alistair cook that's my that's my oh, really? that's my uh my party story that oh, that's a good tell tell us the party story <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, well he was playing for bedford college i believe where he went to school and uh, i was 15 at the time i think he was the under 20 england captain and um it just bowled a cheeky little leg cut and caught behind Beautiful. Oh. Yeah. Was he furious? No, he scored 100 at that point. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> also, to get him caught behind with a leg cutter coming into him, 
So did he play it down the leg side? You just sort of... I think he just tried to have a slash and just oh, yeah. hit all around it. But you know that's not the yeah. to- you know, well, at, it, at the store. He know. was having a slash. No wonder he was out. Yeah. No, um, <laughs> concentrate on the game. Uh, so what what injury did you get? How did you get injured? Uh, I was playing AFL and I tore the tendons, uh, tore the tendons and dislocated my fingers playing AFL on three three of my mm. fingers. And then I stupidly just taped up to play again the next week and obviously injured it. Even you're like further, you're like so. when Glenn McGrath uh, his foot before the ashes. Yeah, ashes yeah. Mm. Made made us win the Ashes. Yeah, so in my head, like I, I kind of made Alistair Cook's career by not coming yeah. and playing for Australia. It, it's true. Now you, because you grew up with improv, but this is a different sort of show completely, isn't it? Yeah, this, this is, is more a like, written. Yes, sort of different. So a different direction. What made you go in a different direction on it? Uh, so I've always like my shows are usually predominantly solo sketch kind of character stuff that it, that is written and all my previous shows I do a lot of audience participation so I endow audience members to play characters to get up with me and perform okay. with me and mm. obviously every night is completely different yeah um, but I thought like I've, I've done that a few times now and I keep making the audience look like the superstars and get, getting all the <laughs> photos yeah. afterwards so I was like oh maybe I should focus on me for a bit when you do a bit of audience participation having done it in the past yeah and you choose someone good because you're obviously skilled and you've yeah. done it a lot so you know to choose and people go oh you were lucky you were lucky with that guy weren't yeah. you you were lucky you got them you go well sort of no because you've you've, you've obviously learned in your the way the way you've learned to do stuff is yeah. to choose good people yeah what do you look for in in someone uh, to someone, choose from the audience someone who's not keen i think <laughs> i think they're the worst the people who are like the the drama kids or the pick people me, pick me yeah, yeah. don't please mm-hmm. just be quiet it's usually the the underdogs that keep their head down um and then just get on stage and surprise everyone yeah and you know obviously the way it's written and structured you make them look amazing kind yeah. of thing I would never bully or pick on anyone in that sense because I'm the, I'm the type of person in the shows I hate yeah. getting picked on like that's yeah sure yeah. but when, I, when I've got control I'm like hey come and play so you're, you're how tall are you 6'4 six, 6'4 four? Six, six, four, six, yeah. four, so you're quite an imposing bloke so if you sort of pick someone small yeah. <laughs> the audience, and then started bullying then it becomes a very Might different lose very audience. different show <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but sometimes you don't realise how because everyone's sitting down so like you get I once got this guy who was literally like 7 feet tall up and it was like the, the sketch was me trying to like not like make fun of him but yeah. he gets the you know the upper at the end but he was towering over me it was the first time I've gone oh really oh I'm actually I'm actually scared <laughs> yeah. so still fo- I'm sure you uh, still follow the cricket and yeah, definitely. How do you feel the Australian team are recovering from Sandpaper Gate? Uh, I think it's going to be a few years before. I think it's just lost a lot of interest as well from from the public, at least from back home. I think everyone's just been a bit disappointed, but I think it's been happening for a few years in terms of the way the mentality in the group's been a bit. Yeah. You know, it's mm. bending People, the rules to a, to a point. I think everyone's. That's like, what it shone a light on, really, wasn't yeah. it? That the, 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 this has been going on for a while and this. this, this mm. The culture was it was all wrong completely. Yeah, so I think in a good way, it's going to hopefully break the mold. And you know, Justin Lang is obviously a very reputable kind of mm. coach and, and person. So hopefully, he'll come in and change a few things, and hopefully, he'll, you know, grow because a lot of good young kids coming through as well. Yeah. So and people love the Big Bash. That's massively oh. popular, and, and that's come out of nowhere. Because I remember coming here and watching T Twenty for the first time. Like this will never happen. And then all of a sudden, yeah, you know. And I I, I got invited with the Sydney Thunder to come in and do like some improv coaching with right. them like to kind of break the mold and like to get out of their heads kind of yeah. they were like super fun and they were, they were awesome yeah but um yeah it's, it's amazing how quickly it's just kind of snapped up and and how fun it is for, for a family a couple of years ago in edinburgh i was up there and um we organized a comics critics match did they get washed uh, out because uh, i think I was, no we played oh, it dang. we played it and uh, i thought this would be fun this would be good fun be quite a low-key thing blowers <laughs> turned up Blowers. Blowers. T- he, had a show, he, had, he had a show on in Edinburgh and he turned up and I thought, oh, we'll only do a couple play? of minutes. He did two and a half hours of commentary <laughs> on, <Yeah>. this, <laughs> on this, on this just, just pick up match yeah. in the thing. So I've got it, I've got it on my That's phone. Amazing. A recording Was of Blowers. Was there a crowd? Well, oh, oh, like 25 people, you know, but more people than watch county cricket. So you know, um, but uh, but what uh, sort of a bowl, it was amazing. What sort of bowler is Kate Copstick? <laughs> well, I wouldn't like to say. I wouldn't like, I wouldn't like to say. But, but I've got a commentary of me running in and blowers uh, commentating who, on it. Who so, were in the critics? Uh, it was very exciting. Oh, it was critics and producers and friends. But the uh, okay. Alex Horn said it. Oh, up, Horn, so yeah, it was, yeah, fan, yeah. It was fantastic. Oh, okay. And you're a Liverpool fan, am I right? Yeah, Stan? big big Liverpool fan. Uh, went good to summer Anfield. for them. Yeah, very good. Uh, I'm excited. Good. We finally have a keeper that hopefully Touchwood will be reliable for <laughs> where us. They, where have they got all this money from? It's like the, the owners suddenly thought, oh, you know, this bloke Klopp's quite good, isn't he? Let's, let's give him a load of money. I mean, I know they sold Coutinho, but they've yeah. sort of spent that money over and over, haven't they? 
I can't reveal where the f- you know I, I do know, <laughs> yeah, but I can't yeah, reveal yeah. where it's coming yeah. from. We are wearing but a Boston Red got their, Sox hat. Got their, <laughs> there's a link there. Oh, isn't that's there? true. <laughs> they've got there's their best there. chance, haven't they? For I think ever to win the Premier League. You'd hope so. In terms of the squad, I think you know right. in the Champions League, uh, uh, you know when they substitute Bale on and we bring on Lalana, who hasn't paid for months and months and months, and now you know we've yeah, got mm-hmm. a stronger depth squad. Did you see uh, Carius was in the news again? He made another Rick on oh. the weekend. He, and it's time. Can he even be the reserve keeper? That's the thing, isn't it? I don't think he wants. He's too young for that. But I think like McNally, that, like, would he stick around as well? Like I mean, you know, the two yeah, backup yeah. keepers want to leave. Like who's he going to? And they just, they just sold Danny Ward, didn't they? Yeah, they well? sold the backup keeper, so they yeah. need to find another one. You can have Caballero from Chelsea. He's fine. <laughs> so, what a great World Cup! In he Australia, has. is is the English Premier League still the number one? league or the, is the Australian league growing or? oh not at all Premier League is definitely the, mm. the number one league um, we the, the the equivalent of Sky kind of like the subscription channel lost the rights so it's gone to a telecommunications company oh, which has right. been having troubles all the time so it's been this weird transition that happened of, with the cricket as well no no it happened yeah. in the World Cup in with the, the football well, that's yeah, the government, yeah, yeah. The government oh, that was it the government yeah, so stepped, stepped in, in yeah, and sure. SBS kind of ran, ran over but I was in Russia for, for the World Cup so I didn't have any problems watching the Australian games um, live, which was which is. Were you in cool. Sochi? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so Mila Yeninek is uh, one of my best mates. I did not know that we were in Sochi <laughs> for the Australian. Oh well, yeah, we were staying in that hotel just full of Australians. Oh really? Where you could see the stadium. on the beach. Yeah, what was oh, it yeah. called? That hotel? I can't even remember now. We're at like the, the Omega or something. Oh, we were, yeah, we were probably just down the road. Oh yeah, yeah, but it was amazing. It was like World Cup. And he's saying us. He doesn't mean me. Okay. He, means, he means his real best friend Paul. He's not here today. Yeah. I'm sitting in for you know. Yeah. So, so. You were back here holding the back fort. here holding the fort, doing all the doing all the work. You know. Yeah. So, uh, well, Steen, you are at the underbelly Cowgate, second to the 26th of August. Mm. What, when's your day off? I don't think because I'm doing two shows. So oh, I don't, so I don't have a day off. Just drive through. You know, just uh, full, yeah, of, full just... of Aussie can do. <laughs> yeah. mm. 8 p.m. Yes, correct. And it's going to be a, a stay. Steen Raskopoulos stay. Good luck with it. Hope Thank you. Have a great so summer. I thought you were giving him instructions. Yes, stay. Oh, there you go, guys. I've got other, other <laughs> interviews to do. I'm so now. sorry. I've got all these 17 on you. <laughs> Thanks for coming in, Thanks Steve. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to earn uh, the Bypassal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to work in the channelized Bimbingus at the Bypassal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chattel sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Charlie Baker and Andy Jacobs on TalkSport. Andy's just uh, not sure about the Chelsea result, are you, Andy? Well, no, they're one nil. They're winning one nil. Uh, I think it's a pre-season friendly team. Yeah, they play two. Like all teams do, they change the eleven at half yeah. time. It's like a fitness. Yeah, it's getting a bit of fitness. Uh, it sounds like uh, Jorginho has made a good start. It sounds like Morata's as terrible as he ever was. Uh, <laughs> probably going to have to go, but we'll speak to Tancredi about that after we've talked golf with him because he's an expert on Italian football. Of course. Molinari winning the Open yesterday. Big Italian upsurge in golf. They're about to ignore football completely, so Tancredi, your job <laughs> will be completely out the window. You have to become a golf expert. And joining us on the line is Tancredi Palmieri, Italian football well, expert. Buongiorno, guys. Buongiorno. Buongiorno. No, I, can't, I can't call myself golf expert. Oh. That, that would be dis- disrespectful. <laughs> but at the same time, anyway, I 
Uh, I follow Molinari since a long time. He actually follows me as well. I mean, on Twitter. Okay. And uh, and and anyway, I have an overall look and view and and insight on how important this and how incredible this is. Uh, I mean, for uh, for the Italian golf movement, uh, for Francesco, for Kecko, it's like it was, it's it's incredible to be honest. It's incredible. And although. It's not like a one-day a one wonder or better, a one-week wonder that stroke at the open and uh, then it's like, wow, who was that guy? What will be of that guy? No, mm. the incredible thing of that uh, is that the Italian machine, as uh, some of the English media have uh, uh, renamed him today, was coming uh, uh, from a long way for that and the most incredible thing is that in spite of him not being obviously uh, Tiger, uh, Jordan Spieth, mm-hmm. Rory McIlroy, but in the last month was giving uh, the impression that really winning a major was something that, that, that was possible. Yeah. Then you can never know because there is so much unpredictability in golf. I believe it's possibly of the uh, pro sports, uh, the one that is involving uh, uh, more unpredictable, unpredictable factors than uh, uh, any spo- any other sport, but still uh, he, he was there. You could feel like it could happen. Really, this summer it can happen. It did happen. And what was the reaction like back in Italy? I mean, because you don't think of Italy in golf. I mean, is there? I mean, you're always pleased if if one of your countrymen wins a big tournament. But I mean, was has there been a lot of interest in it? Has there been a lot of celebration? No, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, see, uh, linked with the fact that uh, it's happening in a uh, Sunday, Sunday in July with no football, no World Cup, uh, it was very uh, funny yesterday, Keiko in, uh, in the press, but actually it was not only a joke because he, he knows how things go. <laughs> when he was asked, I don't remember from whom, if it was an English or an Italian uh, journalist in the press, he was asked, do you think that now they will give you cover page, front page hmm. of the sports paper, and he said, yeah. well, depends if Ferrari uh, has <laughs> or has not won the Grand Prix. Yeah. And it is true, actually, because Ferrari is a religion in, in Italy, is a pure religion. If you think about those boring Grand Prix that Schumacher was winning smoothly from lap one to finish line, well, those Grand Prix anywhere were striking ratings record for you were boring Italians were glued to the screen watching that and it is true that actually the fact that yesterday Fettel had that epic fail also hard but I have to say um, lately the interest uh, around uh, golf has increased uh, more and more obviously uh, this thing we are uh, very uh, I would say Country enthusiast. I wouldn't say nationalist, no, not at all. But country enthusiast in Italy when we win something. Yeah. So obviously, when there were uh, the nice result of Costantino Rocca 20 years ago, uh, Kecko was reminding when in '95 Rocca lost at the, at the very yeah the very last hole and yeah. and and he was unfortunate. When, he, when Italy was part with him, uh, with Molinari, with Rocca, in winning the Ryder Cup, uh, or in the last times with Manasser also a few years ago, um, uh, the, the, the increase for that has always, incre- has always uh, sure. reached some peak. But you need some constants uh, in, in results. And possibly Francesco Molinari has been the first one not only to win the major, but also to give some uh, uh, Constance in uh, reaching result and belonging uh, to elite of uh, golfers. Well, it's just it's it's a great timing as well, isn't it? Because obviously in four years' time you've got the Ryder Cup coming up just outside of Rome. Um, and, I, and when I went to the Ryder Cup a couple of years ago, and, and both the Molinari brothers were playing, and the crowd was singing two Molinaris. There's only two <laughs> Molinaris, two Molinaris. So it's, it's great, isn't it? It's, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. And it's nice, no, to, no, give, it's nice to give Italy something to cheer in the year that they weren't at the World Cup. The greatest World Cup ever dis- didn't have Italy in it. Don't rub it in. <laughs> yeah, wait a second. No, it's second. very Italian, though. So, well, we're not in the World Cup, so we'll win the golf instead. 
But with a second, in 2006, Italy was there. So, uh, actually, mm. you are wrong. In the Greatest World Cup, <laughs> Italy was there. So oh, yes, sorry, right, I apologize. Yes, yes. That's uh, <laughs> true. Now, of course, you are a football expert. We spoke to you, we chatted to you out in Russia. And uh, and this time of the year, the transfer window, people hang on your Twitter account. They're always waiting <laughs> for boom and big news. I mean, <laughs> uh, it's been a bit slow, hasn't it, so far? I think there, there are transfers in the offing, but... Uh, what have you got? Anything really happening that you feel might happen this week? The main uh, uh, the main block uh, is uh, staying at Real Madrid because uh, they provoked the main move, electing Cristiano Ronaldo going to Juventus, and they have to do the main move. And uh, who wants to sell, or even who is uh, expecting that something could happen, like Chelsea that doesn't want to sell Hazard, but knows that the interest is there. Mm. Anyway, is like willing, imagine Marina, is willing to make them, uh, to make Real Madrid pay till the last cent their interest. The thing is that now <clears throat> Florentino, today there was the presser uh, of uh, the unveiling of uh, uh, Antonin Lunin, a Ukrainian goalkeeper that won't tell you anything, but it is tipped to be the best goalkeeper in the world in the next five, seven years, just after Jordan Pickford, let's say. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and today, how, how can I win English arts so easily? Eh? Yeah, of course. I know you. <laughs> you know how to do it. But today in the press of Florentino, uh, I don't know how much strategic is that, uh, how much real, uh, you know, every word has to be, is not like uh, a, a proper uh, uh, biblical truth, it is something that must be read in between the lines. Today, Florentino seemed to play down the, all the rumors about the Madrid saying, uh, we are not gonna spend just for spending, which is really not Florentino Perez, mm -hmm. something like this. And we need young talent to start a new era. Uh, so in some way, going against the uh, voices of uh, Hazard and the others. Obviously, Courtois is still there, and Courtois possibly could be a business for everybody because only one year missing on his contract. So Charles, in the end, for 30 million of users, could decide to, to make the business, and that's it. Uh, but at the same time, if he talks about young talent... Well, the youngest possible talent and greatest talent that there is around is Kylian Mbappé. So, mm. could be, see, could be read in two ways. Something like, we are not gonna just splash money around as we did so far, but at the same time, we are not gonna do it for hazard that we rate, but anyway, he got his age, but if we do it, we do it for someone that uh, could guarantee the, the beginning of an era like uh, like Cristiano was nine years ago. No, Cristiano, you mentioned there, and you've a big outlay from them. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they'll get a lot of it back. But, I mean, presumably they're going to sell some players. Higuain has been linked with Chelsea. I mean, other players going out from Juventus, possibly to the Premier League? Um, the three names that are uh, dancing around are Higuain, Dybala and uh, Pjanic. Now, I would say that uh, Dybala is linked also to what will happen at Real Madrid, to what will happen if will happen with Mbappé. So I, be, I believe it's linked to the triangle. Higuain is on the market since a month and a half, since beginning of June when Juventus tried to trade it with Icardi at Inter, and Inter said, uh, you, you, you go knock at some other door, not at ours. Um, the thing is that, uh, that putting Higuain anyway since long time on transfers, uh, obviously is also uh, decreasing his price, because everybody knows now that Juventus want to sell Higuain, that they need to sell Higuain, because for how good they have made their math, about the new incoming from uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, still they need to pay that, and it's a lot of mm. money. Uh, Sarri is confident that in the end, at least, uh, Abramovich will make uh, uh, him happy and signing him even if he's 31. But meanwhile, things are happening at Milan, because at Milan now there is new ownership again. Yeah. Uh, there will be new management again, which is uh, <laughs> likely to be Leonardo. 
And uh, even if Milan can't afford all the wages that uh, Higuain uh, is uh, earning, which is uh, 7.5 million euros after taxes per year, but they have offered him a four-year contract um, of four, 4.5 million euros. Basically, totally the same amount of money is getting from Juventus, just uh, spend on one-year contract more. Now, it's not honestly understandable why Higuain would leave Juventus uh, or if there is the Chelsea option, would not take uh, Chelsea to go to Milan, unless uh, it is something like, look, at Juventus, you are no more uh, the choice number one, not even the mm-hmm. choice number two. I know we can't offer you Champions League, but you stay in Italy, uh, and now the ownership is healthy, and you are the number one at Milan, and let's start everything uh, from here. So that maybe, maybe could be an idea. But the thing is that Higuain must go. is a must go for Juventus. And then there is also Dybala, and last but not least, Pjanic. Uh, if Dybala doesn't go, Juventus needs to sell another one, mm-hmm. and that actually is Pjanic. The thing is that they rejected Barcelona offer of 70 million of euros uh, that was given uh, um, a month ago, when still Cristiano Ronaldo was not likely to happen. And now they would be happy to sell Pjanic again. Barcelona has not reiterated their bid. And they are asking to Manchester City, who showed their interest, 100 million of euros. Although Seems too much, 100 million of euros, even for Manchester City. But anyway, there are still, uh, if I'm not mistaken, 25 days of uh, of uh, transfers because it's closing on August 18. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's see. If you, you can for us. <laughs> well, are you not closing on 19th August? No, as you know full well. No. <laughs> <laughs> well early, we're early closing. It's like Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Early closing. All right, Tancredi. Great to hear from you as usual. And... Uh, I'm sure we'll catch up with you later in the transfer window. Thanks, Dan Crady. <laughs> Thanks to you guys. Kiss is an ag. And oh, Jordan right. Pickford to be the next uh, best goalkeeper in the world. Oh, <laughs> I like that. A kiss and a hug. Yeah. That's very Italian. Man. I know, it's very, very Italian. Very good. very good. I just see uh, Torres has made his debut in the J-League. I didn't oh, even know he'd gone there. So oh, yeah, yeah. No, he left. He left trying, trying, to, trying to pick up that Chelsea well, Chelsea, <laughs> that really. Chelsea form. Oh, that great Chelsea form. He was... <laughs> He wasn't particularly good at Atletico really the second time around either. He's, you know, look, he's gone. But yeah, you know, Japan's no. probably good. For it, him. it sounds to me like the Italian league is Juventus to lose. Oh yeah, blimey, yeah, definitely. Well, it is anyway every year. Every but year. Uh, with Cristiano, I'm sure that's true. Good afternoon. This is Charlie Baker and Andy Jacobs. Um, I'm in for Paul Hawksby. You Not are. got it in for him. Just uh, just in for him. <laughs> yeah, I'm is. assuming he's on holiday after a glorious trip to Russia. You, you oh, loved yeah, it. Yeah, we had a break. He'll be back on uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. And you loved Russia, didn't you? You were telling me before. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, it was yeah, great. A great, great time. Fit hmm. 50 million for Richarlison. What do you think of that? I think it's um, a lot of money. But on the other hand, the problem with him was he just had played. Season after season, he was just playing 12 months football. It rolled on for about, I don't know how many years, three seasons or something like that. Didn't get a break. And so, of course, by the time January came around, he was finished. Yeah. First part of the season, he was good. So they're buying that potential. He's a good, strong runner. He, he's got an eye for goal. And that's just what players cost now, isn't it? That's right. They've got money. Million quid, exactly. Everybody's got, everybody's got money now. Except for Torquay. No, Torquay, this is the thing. Now, I've been forced. It sounds like I've brought this up. No, I brought like, this up. It sounds like I'm setting the agenda here by talking about <laughs> Torquay United. But you've asked me to bring this up. I did because a lot of people accuse me of not uh, being interested in... In the uh, lower leagues. In the lower leagues for me is below the top six of the Premier League. Yeah. That's right. But <laughs> yeah. anything... But it's not true. I yes. have a passion for all football. All football. You're a big football lover. Now, I, I am a Talk United fan, hmm. have been since I was uh, nine years old, my whole life. We have uh, recently dropped down and down and down the leagues. It's very depressing. Um, it, it, it's uh, We are the first English football league team to end up in the National League South. I don't know if you know that. No. <laughs> we, <laughs> I can tell you many more depressing facts yeah, give them, yeah. give. <laughs> than that, <laughs> if you'd like them. Um, Torquay, of course, famously once once stayed up on the last day of the season after a dog ran on the pitch and bit one of the players. And many other facts. <laughs> I can tell you the current story. Ah, here it is. This is what we run out to. This is Labanda. I mean, it doesn't fill you with hope, does it? 
Is this what they run? Her, this is Herb Albert. Oh yeah. Labanda. Always run where's up to her, this. Where's Herb? Here he comes. Creeping in. He's creeping in. Oh, Here I he see. comes. Come on, Andy. What, they still run out to this? this. And, and, and they wonder why we're the first <laughs> English Football League club <laughs> <laughs> to end up in the... It sounds like we're a bunch of clowns coming out, doesn't it? Mm. It's not it does, exactly yeah. here we go, yeah, we're going to play really well. It's like we're getting out of a car that the doors have just fallen off. It's a disaster. Anyway, current Talk United news. Talk United is actually in the news today, in the sports news. No, so this is true. It's not, not, not just me bringing mm. it up. Uh, are we going to have this underscored the whole way through? Why not? It's, it's, uh, this story deserves it, if you ask me. Mm. Yeah, go on. So Truro City. Yeah. Ever been to Truro? Have I have been, yeah, been yes. to Truro, yes. Yeah, so just been. actually, but while we're here, actually, um, let's talk one about one of the big... The big subjects, how I, how I mark the measure of a man, Andy. Oh, yeah. How do you like your um your cream tea? <laughs> how do you like your cream tea? You uh, yeah. jam first oh, or a cream jam. first, no, no, man? No, I'm not doing this cliche. We've, it's we've not been, a cliche. We've been through all this. It's not a cliche. It is. It's, it's tedious. no way a cliche. It's tedious. Go on, move okay. on. Cream first is the rule. Cause the <laughs> yeah, cream first. Yeah. Cream is we it. had this whole discussion because well, of John. Well, it's true. And, well, uh, he, he anyway, Truro right. City. Truro City. Yeah, yeah. Playing the National League South as well as Talk United. Uh, they've recently sold their ground mm. and are now going to be ground sharing with Torquay United. <laughs> it's been announced today. That's not great for their fans. No, it? it's a round trip of 200 miles for a home game. Oy. So that's a long way. That is. You have to pay to get over the bridge that's to true. get out of Cornwall. So that's <laughs> added expense. Never thinking of the fans, are they? It's a very strange. There are no other grounds they could play in. Well, I mean, what's, what's their average gate? Uh, it's, it's, it's not big. They're not, a, they're not a big apparently. club. <laughs> 200 is the average average gate. Why so, don't they just go and play in a park? 200 <laughs> people could stand on the side of the pitch. I, I don't think the National League rules would allow you just to play in a park. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, like a local... I know what you mean. I don't I mean, mean a mean. park. I don't mean... And what's know, happening is they've, they've the sold their ground and they're going to use the money to invest in the stadium for Cornwall that is being built. Yes. And uh, they're going to play their home games there from now on. But in the meantime, they are going to ground share with Torquay United... Other long-distance home trips, would you like some other people who have had to go miles for that? Yeah. When Brighton played at Gillingham's Priestfield Stadium, it's a 148-mile round trip. It's yeah, quite far. That's quite uh, far. London Welsh, when they played rugby at Oxford United's Kassam, 106-mile mm. round trip. Coventry City to Northampton, that was a 66-mile round trip. So this actually beats the lot of those. A round trip of 200 miles. Talking about they're, they're seeing it as quite a positive. They're saying as a club, Truro, as a club statement mm. on the on the uh, Twitter, their official Twitter site says, yeah. "One almighty leap for Truro City." Yeah. So you know, and hashtag ready to roar. Ready to roar. Two hundred. <laughs> Two hundred. <laughs> Cornish. What are we calling them? Pasties? Are they the pasties? What are they? I don't know. Is I don't even know. <laughs> is that their nickname? Are they the pasties? The they might find that insulting. The Truro pasties. <laughs> They're going to find that very insulting. I think I'm going to be in trouble for that, do you think? I'd say Truro Tigers. The first looking the by Truro the, Tigers. Well, looking at their badge, I'd, oh, say, right. I'd say the Tigers. I reckon they're the Tigers. So um, this, unfortunately, is pretty... Um, it shows how Talk United have yeah. gone. They've got to vacate Treyu Road by and, July the 31st yeah. this month. Um, but th this, this is when business people get involved with football clubs. They don't see how it affects the fans. And they just, for me, they think of the bottom line. I could get myself in all sorts of trouble. This, if, if anybody, if any Torquay fans or Truro fans would like to give us a call, you can do that uh, at, here at TalkSport. And maybe you'd like to give your opinion on the, uh, the ground-sharing and maybe if you're to, if you're one of your team has ever ground shared, if you're one of the one like if you're a Fulham fan, Fulham and QPR they ground shared, didn't they? Yeah, Charlton and West Ham and uh, various teams, haven't they? Do let us know. You'll find us on Twitter. Let us know at Talksport on on Twitter. I don't think it's a good thing. So but you're both did. in the same league and you're going to be playing each yeah. other. New Year's Day. New Year's Day. Well, that's New Year's good. Day. We are Torquay United. will be away at Torquay United. <laughs> that's quite. That's quite new. <laughs> so I don't know if we'll be in the away end. You will. will. Be You'll the be in the away strip. Yeah, away rules will will apply. I don't, I'm, I'm not I'm not looking forward to that. I, I'm, I don't think I'm going to go. So to what that. about pre-season? They had a good we've result. A, we've, yeah, we've not had a bad pre-season. Um, we we played Cardiff on Friday night. Premier League Cardiff. Premier League Cardiff, who have, have bought 24 million pounds worth of players, six players that was for Cardiff, um, right. and uh, because uh, Mr. Warner, I think he lives in Cornwall, and so I think he he tries to have his pre-season tours in the southwest. Oh, well, fair enough, yeah. And uh, he played us Friday night and we drew one all. 
which isn't, which isn't bad for That's Torquay. A good result. When you're in the National League South, not even in the conference. Who scored? Good goal. The, uh, Rory Keating, who we got from the Irish League, the Irish Premier League, a couple of seasons ago, kept us up a couple of seasons ago, didn't really get a chance last year. Right, why not? But, um, no, out of favour? Yeah, I think out of favour. I think he fell out of favour. But uh, <laughs> I know you, it's John more of an expert on talking than no, you. No, no, no. He's you keep looking towards he's, him. No, he's, t- he's telling me. Oh, oh, he's, oh, yes. This is the thing about Rory Keating. He is Ronan Keating's nephew. Oh. Ronan Keating from Boyzone. Yeah, no, Ronan Keating. I'm just is. telling you. I'm just telling you, just in case. <laughs> Not Ronan Keating, the plumber. No, no, no. no. I don't know. You never know now. His, his career is on the down. So <laughs> I don't know if he's been doing his GNVQ while, really? while the records haven't been selling. Well, that's yeah. good. It's desperate times. I'm going to, have to try and get you to a National League South game, I think, this year, Andy. Yeah, okay. Do you fancy it? Haven't and Wartville away? I think there was one we, John and I talked about this, that mm. Torquay were playing not too far, because we live quite near each other. Okay, so, yeah. So our neck of Hampton and Richmond yes. playing, so apparently, we, yes. I think we're going to go to that, aren't we? We have Dulwich Hamlet, that's the other, there's some London, more London-based. quite a long way for me to quite, go. Oh, you're yes. not that interested? No. No, don't fancy it. <laughs> Western Supermare away? Put it this way, uh, Chiswick High Road is about the extent of where I go <laughs> from Chiswick. No, I would go to Hampton, that's not too far, is it? Hampton and Richmond, you think? Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'm, I'm, I'd make that joke. It's going to be a very difficult season, I think, because I think the lower down you get, the more physical it gets. Yes, I and, suppose But a so. bit of quality might are they, shine are through. Are you still professional? Are you still... We are still professional. We are still one of the only, if not the only, football full-time club in the National League that, that South. Gives you, well, that gives you a bit of an advantage. You imagine. would hope. Look, if you do like the National League, um, I do have a podcast called The National <laughs> Obsession. Yeah. And if anybody would like to, Dan, we will be be back. We've had a summer Our break. Our sales department sent... We've, we've talked about this podcast so much on this show there they sent john an invoice no, I, I can imagine about I can 20 imagine. grand <laughs> the national obsession <laughs> we have all sorts of characters and all sorts of turn up as well we mainly talk about the national league because i like mm. lower league football no i know i gather Andy. that and uh, that, that's no no bad thing so do you get accused though the two of you of being sort of too talky centric i mean well, no because we have talky corner you see so but we, right. we try and cover the whole league i don't know what we're going to do now it's national league <laughs> south it's, it's, it's got even more niche <laughs> but isn't that isn't that the thing about a podcast you want it to be as niche as well, possible you, you quite like people to listen to it. like your own private <laughs> thing that you like doing in your shed on your own otherwise you two could just speak to each other about well that's it. what it feels like often <laughs> <laughs> to be honest <laughs> often feels like that and you you gave him a lovely set of uh talky coasters I like, did. really <laughs> I'm quite impressed. They're lovely. They're sort of well describe them. People got people did question whether we were going out. <laughs> oh, no, no, me and John. But uh, but he no the talky coasters. They're they're what well, they are. They're beautifully made. They're they're like on granite. They're very heavy. No, they're on <laughs> granite or something. Yes. And they're old programs imprinted imprinted on the, on the coasters. Really now, as I said to you, I don't think they only make them for Talky <laughs> United because if they do, it's a pretty niche market. Yeah. What's the average gate at Torquay? Well, it was in a good. It was season. about two and a half thousand. That's quite, but that's as quite we, decent. But as we go down, slip down the leagues, it's going to become about fifteen hundred, hmm. which is still good for the National League South. Yeah, it is good. I went because Salford, because you look at you know there's some big clubs down there now hmm. in, in the National League. You know you've got Wrexham, Salford City have just signed. Do you, do you get a- upset? Like he gets, Adam he's, he's a bit like me and Chelsea. He gets really upset mm. when they lose. Well, John he? gets very angry, and he sort of gave up last Christmas. He sort of he did. We, I kept going. Let's go to a match because I'd go. I like going to all the games. And he, he hasn't been he, since wouldn't December. Wouldn't go. Wouldn't go. <laughs> wouldn't go to one game. Sulker, so we're trying to do honestly. a podcast with someone who won't even go to a game. <laughs> that's very poor. Anyway, uh, is that enough talking? I, th- I think that's enough talking that's that's enough for talking. everyone for the year. Okay, that's enough Herb Albert. Enough Herb. I quite liked Herb. They kept the whole thing going, didn't he? It was quite lively. Was I enjoyed good. that. That it was, was good, but it wouldn't get you. That was good. Wouldn't get you up for a match. Tomorrow, tell us in this particular slot, the non-league slot. <laughs> yes. Other teams that are doing well in the national league that you're jealous of, or something like well, that. Let's give it a bit more. Uh, tomorrow, a, you'd like a bit, a bit more, a, a bit more of an overview in the non-league, the national league slot tomorrow. Is this the national league slot now? Is it good? National league slot tomorrow. Yeah. We'll get more of an overview of the National League. Before we move on, though, you'll yes. love this. I don't know if you've ever done any street theatre or street... I've done every sort of performer you can I imagine. I knew you would Andy. have done. Yes. Definitely. And, uh, but street performers at next month's uh, Edinburgh Fringe will, for the first 
will be the first in the world to get tips via contactless technology. Mm. Event, have you heard about this? Yes. Event organizers are setting up card readers at six spots where buskers perform. So if yeah. you like the busker, you can just sort of tap and go. That's yeah, it's going to be it's going to be very exciting for the tax man, isn't it? Yeah, but well, he's going to know. <laughs> he's going to know. That's very true. He's gonna, there's going to be all sorts of people <laughs> with, with their with their hat that they normally pass <laughs> around with a little chip and pin yeah. number inside it. I'm not sure they're going to thank them. I think they'll prefer the cash. <laughs> exactly. That's a good point. Thanks for listening. We're back tomorrow. With, um, if you downloaded it. If you downloaded it or whenever you listen to it. We're back tomorrow with Archie Maddox and probably more non-league chat. And um, some boxing. We're going to deal with some boxing tomorrow as well. That's right. You mean it's uh, Papa Stafa Apopoulos? Hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertz and the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertz and the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.